Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast, where every week we try to bring something new and fun to the table to further your fishing knowledge. Whether it's a charter captain, bait and tackle shop, uh, tackle builder, biologist, uh, or in this case, with this week's guest, a graphic designer, we're always searching for something new to better our angling uh, skills. This week, I have my partner in crime, Qua. How are you, Qua? Good, man. Feels nice not to have to do the intro for once. I know. I'm learning. I'm you're, getting, getting you're getting good at it. You're getting good at it. It's flowing pretty well. All right. Well, before I introduce our guests, I just want to uh, remind everyone with a, a nice friendly reminder of where to find us on social media. Um, we're all over Instagram, Facebook, all the podcast platforms at Tide underscore Chaser. So please do us a favor and give us a follow, give us a like, uh, leave us a review if you want to see something change um, or just let us know how we're doing. But without further ado, let's get into this week's awesome guest. We are here um, and privileged to have uh, Mr. Ant Sanders of Reason Outdoors with us. Ant, how are you doing? Good, good, guys. Um, yeah, really good. This has been a long time in the making. We've been trying to get you on for quite some time, and you are a busy squirrel, my friend. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a busy guy. I, um, Yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild the um the amount of like change that can happen in in a 24-hour period yeah uh, just with with clients or family or work or kids or no you know, we all get it uh, <laughs> yeah so so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from where you're at uh how'd you get into fishing most importantly uh and so forth sure um i'm i'm originally from uh, a city in greensboro or it's a city in north carolina called greensboro um and i grew up there i lived in the charlotte area of north carolina um off and on i spent some time in charleston um but pretty much my entire life in the carolinas um i started fishing when i was i guess five or so the, the first memory i have of fishing was um my aunt and uncle had a pond uh and like a log house so i was like you know it, it was it was nothing to like throw some bread balls on a hook and go out back and and just you know, go to town um and then my dad and i were like we were always watching bill dance videos and whatnot and the bloopers and 
and ordering all the like the crazy lures and stuff they would they would you know sell the sell to the fishermen not to the not to the fish <laughs> uh so we would we would we would i would beg my dad like every every time i could to be like dad you gotta order that like helicopter lure man that looks so cool um and then like first time fly fishing was only like seven i guess about seven years ago um so i've been i've been fishing my entire life but um it wasn't until like i guess the past five years uh that i really started taking it seriously and seeing you know i could make a living out of out of doing things in the fishing industry which is um one part fishing obviously and then one part graphic design um i'm a graphic designer uh we i work at for myself as a freelancer but then also i'm a partner and creative director at, at reason outdoors cool man you just sparked up some fond memories i have of my childhood as well <laughs> watching tv and the QVC of fishing would come on just like you said and they got the lures that are blinking colors and things yeah. and all those fun things and i was the same way they got me good yeah they never i never caught a fish on the helicopter lure but i i still have some in my shed and it's just a memory you know like it's just the um it's a nostalgic thing i think and and i can go out there and look in like my old tackle boxes and stuff and just you know i have a, a bunch of boxes that just have a label on them i'm like really particular about my fishing stuff but like all my boxes have like top water cranks jerks flies this you know whatever but then there's like vintage <laughs> and that's that's all the stuff from like that was vintage when i was a kid so uh yeah i i mean man it's um it's all of qvc's finest for 1999 or <laughs> right 1995 right right i mean for me for me talking about that it's more like back then we'd get the uh, the Bass Pro catalog, right? The thing that looks like a a, a freaking phone book. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was like that was like you know how kids we get the uh, the Christmas catalog, toy catalog, right? Well, that was like my toy catalog. Every time I dropped on the doorstep, I'm like I'm flipping through it page by page. Yeah, page. I'm just like oh. I want everything in this book. Now, in that antique tackle box of yours, you don't happen to have a, a banjo minnow sitting in there, right? No, no. Man, <laughs> I've seen it. So I'm a, I'm on the a couple of the, like, Facebook groups, and there's there's some dudes on there that are, like, slinging them occasionally. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – and some of the th – some of the stuff I know is, like, worth a lot of money. But, you know, to me, it's – I mean, without – sound a cliche it's priceless you know those are, those are memories in a box man yeah i hear you but besides that you're also a family man it sounds like oh yeah um yeah three kids um from seven to 14 and um i have an older son that's that's 21 uh as well but um man it's um it's crazy <laughs> it's uh it's a, it's a good thing it's an amazing thing um, their mom and, and her husband, uh, their stepdad live like eight minutes from me. And then their school is like 10 minutes from either of us. So, I mean, and we worked really, we all worked really, really hard to like settle and like finally land. Um, cause we, I mean, like I said, I, I spent some time in Charleston, South Carolina for a lot, for a long time for twice actually I had two stints in Charleston uh and one was basically a uh 
a chance to go to work for a, a software company, which was um, miserable. Uh, and then the other was to uh, start my own design business. Um, so, but, and, and, and doing that and back and forth and all the moving and all the, the craziness, we, it's, it's so amazing to like, just, if the kids need something, I like run it over to their moms and there's no, like, I mean, at one point we were an hour and a half from each other and it was every couple of days back and forth. Um, but I try, I mean, their mom and I both like we, and everybody involved. I mean, it's a, I think now it's a, it's a super solid situation, man. Like they're, uh, they love it there. They love it here. They love, I live, I mean, as you can kind of tell by the video, I live in like a little cabin and, um, on some, a little bit of land, uh, in a little town, um, outside of Charlotte and they live in another little town, like next town over. So, um, it's, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Um, I do everything. I mean, there's, there have been times where, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, my, my work, uh, in a lot of, a lot of cases or my fishing or like providing for a sponsor or, uh, you know, obligations and things, they have to shift because it is just me, you know, and I am a, a um, single dad and, and doing what I do. I, I, you know, have my hands in a lot of different things and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but there's a lot of times where I, where I do have to sit down sometimes and think like, should I, should I stop doing this or should I sell my 1995 bass boat? And like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, we hear you. It, it I did, mean, it takes a village. It's what I yeah, right. village, right? So, but that was a perfect segue. Cause I want to get into what you do for a living. Cause we actually, our relationship actually formed over, um, I think actually you refriended requested me all of a sudden uh, I've been doing some stuff with fly Lords and some other big companies, but you have done logos for Sims for Cortland for a whole bunch of other big companies out there. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you get into this business? Um, <clears throat> step by step. Did you go to school? Lots. Of uh, I went to school for a month. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, going, going all the way back um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it quick, but like, uh, when I was 17, I, I quit high school, man. I was like, I, I want to be a rock star. You know, I want to play music. I want to play in a metal band or a punk band. And I was too, I was too cool for like establishment, you know? And like, and, and a lot of that, like punk rock kind of skater, whatever mentality has always carried through. Like I, I'm, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I abide by the rules and, and, you know, follow the law and everything. I'm not like a anarchist, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like growing up, I played in, in a lot of bands and things and one in particular, um, who are actually still around, but obviously with different, different original, original, original members, uh, is, it was a metal band. Um, uh, we toured all the time and, and everything. And, um, before that I was in kind of like this, this like emo punk indie rock band. Um, and all I wanted to do was play music. I played, uh, I played guitar, I played bass, I played drums in a band that toured a little, little bit. 
Um, and I was like, I'm destined to make it as a musician. Uh, signed to a, a sub label of a, of a major label and still would come home with, with um, by this time I'm like 19, 20. Uh, we would still come home with, with a Coke, like a Coca-Cola and a, a Snickers, you know, and like maybe 50 bucks or something. Um, so it obviously didn't pay the bills. It was fun. It was amazing. Uh, but along the way, I would have like this big, bulky, crappy laptop that was just like, you know, I'm doing design work. I'm a designer. I'm going to be a designer. I'm, I'm, I'm hounding these dudes at the merch tables like, hey, man, I like that T-shirt design. Let me design something for you. I'll do it for free. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this tour van and whatnot. So um, I would go home with like a pocket full of uh, numbers, but not to like girls or women. It was like dudes that needed stuff done. And I'm like, man, I, I'm kind of making a, I think I'm making like a little business out of this. And um, 20 years old, I, I did my first website. Uh, that was 22 years ago. Um, and I built it all myself. I was like, I, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing something cool here. So, um, fast forward a few years, I jumped around, uh, from job to job on purpose to kind of get some experience. I spent a lot of time, um, about half a decade, I guess, at Lowe's.com, like the, the hardware store. Um, and it was there that I kind of realized like, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. Like I, there was a lot of like corporate shenanigans and things that I just didn't, I didn't like. Um, but from a design and kind of user experience standpoint, I was like, this is, this is amazing. But the only bad part of this career is I'm not outside enough. Like I, I need to figure this out. Um, so in, uh, I guess 2013, um, I just started basically kind of going back to my roots and saying like, all right, you know what, if you could do this in the music industry and then work it up to like fortune 50 companies, you can do it in any industry. So, um, you know, my parents have always been extremely supportive. Like, uh, they thought I was a hacker at one point, like, cause I was always on the computer in my bedroom, just like, you know, going to town and, and whatnot. Um, but they eventually realized like, oh man, he's designing things. Like that's, that's wild. Like that. I don't know how to do that. That's, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, fast forward to like now the past <clears throat> decade or so, um, more so the past like six or seven years have been like all in 100% night. Well, 99.5% clients, uh, of my clients are in the, the outdoors industry. And, um, I did that really by, like I said, going back to my roots and, and just beating doors down. I mean, I worked, I did a little stint, um, as a full-time employee, but still like freelancing for a lot of, uh, other outdoors brands for, for Ketchco, um, and Guggen Squad and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just like a, an easy overnight thing. I mean, it, it, it really, I've, I've drawn and, and illustrated and designed and vectorized and digitized every species of fish, uh, that I could, uh, that I could possibly imagine, like in every position and, and, and everything. Um, but I've only scratched the surface and just, 
you know, a few years. I mean, it wasn't until, uh, I guess the past, past year and a half, two years, I worked with, I have been able to work with Sims, Bass Pro, Harley Davidson. Um, not that Harley's a fishing brand, but, um, still, I, I still kind of put motorcycles in the outdoors industry. <laughs> um, and I, I've, uh, I use the term, the term outdoors industry pretty loosely. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of cooking and like grilling clients that I've, that I've been able to work with. One that I've, uh, worked with recently is Monument Grills. Um, they're kind of like a newer, more like, um, just kind of like buy online, get it really quick kind of company, but they're, they're super cool, man. They got some good things going. Um, and let me actually, let me, let me rattle off some of these because you've worked with so many companies, Bass Pro, Sims, Enrico Poliski Flies, Ascend Outdoors, Cortland, um, Temple Fork Outfitters. You said the Guggen guys, I'm um, just Loon Outdoors. Um, and I've realized actually, I like Site Bates is on here. I mean, you have a whole big profile here. And I've realized I actually have some shirts that I think have your design on them from like <laughs> or something. It like, when you first friend me, friended me, I know I recognized it immediately. I was like, wow, I think I have that on a shirt somewhere. <laughs> um, how, how do these clients find you at this point though? Um, now it's more, it is more word of mouth or I'll reach out. Like I always, and this goes back years and years and years, even before social media, like, um, I always try to like personalize any kind of reply or email or, um, I worked for a, a small design agency in my hometown and the one thing I carry with me still to this day from the owner was say like, start your email out. Even if somebody is like, man, you're a week behind on this project. You're, you're killing me. I got to blah, blah, like just going crazy. Started off with like, you know, Hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for your email. Like, thanks for your, for reaching out, you know, and just kind of like, make it personal, you know, and that's one thing that we've, we've carried through into, to reason outdoors, which we'll get to later. Um, but anybody that follows me or I follow, I'll always in, in 99% of cases reach out and just say like, Hey, what's up? Like, what are you, you know, what are you into? I I'm a graphic designer. If you ever need anything, let me know. Um, and it's all about like that, uh, that, relationship in a way i mean you know would i can i say that i've like never like gotten on somebody's nerves by doing that no i mean there's there's some people that that still no matter how much you personalize something it's it's still going to be you know you're still going to have that random person that's like well this is spam you know yep <laughs> you're, you're unfollowed um but i and a lot of work uh from I don't want to say smaller clients, but like, uh, you know, say John Doe in the coast of Georgia is starting a, um, a charter business. Nine times out of 10, there's a referral of some sort. There's other dudes and other, and, and, and ladies in the industry that, that do, I always feel like when they come out, when they post something new, I'm like, man, God, I wish I was that good. You know, I wish I could do design like that, you know, and that's just like a, a thing. But, um, nine times out of 10, it's, it's a, it's a referral thing. I mean, it's a, it's a word of mouth, like, uh, 
I just got some some work going on. So this started from a friend of a friend of a friend. And I'm like, one day I'm going to I'm going to try to break the record for like how many layers deep the, the referrals can go, because it is it is like that, man. I mean, I've I've had clients that, that you know, a lot of clients come back, a lot of clients uh, once they do a round of merch, they're done because they don't need anything else, you know, so. Yeah. What I find interesting between all of you guys, and we've had another graphic designer on before, Tyler Spader. I don't know if you've ever heard of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, you, the thing I find fascinating is you guys are so different. I mean, even we've only scratched the surface with getting into this graphic designers in the fishing industry. Right. Um, but Tyler's work compared to your work, I, I mean, I, I'll compare it a little bit here, but his <laughs> is a little more eccentric, a little more colorful. Yours is a little more simplistic, a little more basic, which is great for merch as like Tyler's in my opinion is really good for promotion and, and, and so sure. forth right so very different styles is that something that just you just develop over time or is that something you aimed for when you wanted to go for that certain I, type of and correct me if I'm wrong with your style there because of course that no, no you, you generalization hit, yeah you heal you you hit the the nail on the head um I try to be as simple as possible uh I've you know, like I said, I've done, or like we covered, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of work for a lot of people. And, um, one of, one of the, the biggest things that like, I don't want to say like hurt my feelings, but like really made me take a step back as a designer was like, I had a client that, that literally sent me exact examples from my portfolio of like, I want, this type of illustration for a fish i want this type of font i want this color palette that i found on on pinterest or whatever and i provide that and it's more of like a prescription rather than like direction at that point so you know when you do that and then it's like well since i gave you that direction i've seen so much better stuff come out on your portfolio and it's like and i feel like there's always this like unneeded comparison of like i want what they have kind of thing um there's a positive to that though too and the fact that like the sims work that i've done and um yeah there's some stuff for bass pro that that'll be coming out later like in the stores which is incredible for me because I, I mean i've been going there since i was a kid and like being able to walk into <clears throat> a bass pro store and and see like work i've done i mean um yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like as far as style, I didn't set out to like say, okay, I'm going to do like simple one color designs. I'm going to, you know, because when I do something a little more extravagant or detailed or something, I, I use, um, I know the viewer or the listeners can't see it, but like this little trackpad, it's just the Apple trackpad, just the standalone trackpad um and nine times out of ten up until the past two months uh i would draw on a piece of paper i'll take a picture of it and then i would bring it into illustrator and i would do this with my finger i would just go along and, and illustrate with my finger on the trackpad 20 years and i finally like i'm like i need a pencil i need like a there's like tools for this and and my kids use them like why am i not doing this and uh so like my illustration style 
I feel like is, is, is always evolving. And especially now, like I, I hand drew a bunch of stuff for, for Bass Pro and, um, it felt amazing at the end of the day, because I go back to like sketching on my, like drawing in my science book and in high school, like just, you know, I mean, I guess it was vandalism at that point, but I didn't, I didn't know that. I was like drawing, you know, whatever it would maybe like a, a monster face or something crazy. And, uh, but I think just to kind of touch on, you know, touch more on like the, the style of other designers and, and Tyler specifically. And I mean, even others, there's, there's so many great designers that have like established themselves in various industries. Um, you know, there's, there's, I mean, mentors of mine that I always looked up to, uh, Gil Schuler is one that was, um, he's still, he's still, still doing stuff. Uh, <clears throat> he's, he's done a lot of, a lot of South Carolina specific stuff. He's in Charleston. Um, Jay Fletcher is, is a phenomenal designer. He did all the original two, three, nine flies, um, branding and design. And then the, the, the offshoot shop in the mountains called eight to eight flies. Uh, he did all that, but I was fortunate enough to basically take that branding and create a line of merch from it. So, um, just being able to kind of like tag along <laughs> in a, in a sense to these like dudes that I feel are, and ladies that are, are feel are, I feel are so much more established and like way better than I'll ever be just from a, an aesthetic standpoint, the times that I have tried to like really dial in illustration and detail and shading and gradients and all this, I, it never fails. There's always like a comment on LinkedIn or something that's like, this is kind of messy, <laughs> you know? So it's like, if I just, I always try to step outside of my, my style, um, at least for one or two concepts, but a lot of that stuff just never sees the light of the day, even on Instagram. Cause it's like, I go back to it later. And I'm like, this, I don't know, scrap it. <laughs> now I had two questions. First question is, were you had, or did you always have an artistic background? Like, like you said, you did doodle in your high school book, but like, was it something that you were just always into as a, a teenager or whatnot? Just be artistically, you know, had the had the gift. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, like I said, scratching, like doodling in my um, stuff. I would use my my art class uh, to basically cut up old newspapers and make like flyers for my band show that weekend, and I would. I would kind of, my friend, so my, my friend's mom worked in the principal's office. So like I would run through there and, you know, like hand the like cut and pasted like glue, like glue stick and, and hand drawn lettering, but pasted with like a, you know, just like your old kind of like old school punk rock show flyers like yeah i handed off to my friend's mom in the principal's office in the, the day i'd pick them up the next day we'd pass them out at school you know like come to our show this weekend so it was like this rogue gorilla like thing um but just anything artistic man i've i've i dabbled in uh like pouring my own resin uh uh toys and stuff i did i did um some like poster charity projects along the way I've done uh I, I mean I just I've yeah to answer your question yeah I've always okay. had that kind of 
that artistic or music uh and i think it all just kind of like just blends inside of me and if i if i'm not being creative i get i get very dull and just kind of like oh god i'm just miserable gotcha but also also i I always ask this too with graphic designers and stuff like where does your inspiration and creativity actually come from like you know, t- no, Tyler, you know, he like some of the designs he comes up with like, it's like, where did that even come out of? You know what I mean? Like, I'll sit here for hours just staring at stuff. I'm like, I can't come up with nothing to do. anything. <laughs> and then like, it's like, all of a sudden you guys have a light bulb that just clicks. And then like, you know, I'm going to take this piece together, that piece, I'm going to merge them and turn them into this crazy cool tool design. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, in any case, I'm always like, always say that I'm always on. So I, if I'm like at a restaurant and I like a menu or the font or something, I'll snap a picture of it. And I have, I have literally tens of thousands of maybe, maybe even like 50,000 photos on Dropbox or um, Google photos or whatever. I, I like triple back up all my stuff. And that that's due to a, a, pretty large mishap with some client work on Dropbox, but um, neither here nor there. Uh, so I, if I see something, even like a bill, a billboard on the side of the, the highway, like I'll, I'll, I'll always have my phone like right there, not to like, you know, be dangerous with it, but like I literally can feel, you know, where I'm going to snap a picture and I'm driving and I'm like, that's a cool billboard. I like that font. I like that color palette. I like that. Um, <clears throat> and then a lot of, a lot of cases, I mean, I used to read a lot of design blogs and like a lot of like advertising campaigns. Um, you know, your traditional like Geico commercials and um, some of the work that the Martin agency in, in Virginia has done, like just from a clever, like spark kind of mentality of like, oh my God, the, that Geico commercial was like absolutely hilarious. Like the creative in that is, you know, their logo and their branding has been the same for years, progressive, same way. Like, um, so like the creative behind that is, is the thinking, you know, it's like the, the design thinking and, and all of, all of that. So I try to like, I just try to apply some of those principles in not only like what I want to do, but like, um, you know, even if it's like something that doesn't lend itself to a client project, I'll, I'll knock it out. And, um, you know, if it ever goes anywhere, cool. If, it, if not, then, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. I mean, I, I've done a couple just like random designs and posted them and tagged people. I mean, like, man, I just had this idea, like use it if you want. And yeah, you, there's a perfect example. You just actually posted, um, about and we don't have to get into it because it really rocked the world this wildlife feeding <laughs> scandal oh boy. Um, and i know everyone's seen about but you actually just made a really hysterical post about um the weights that they found in the walleye oh and god little little shout out because you are doing a proceed off of that right you're the all yeah, yeah. going to some organization right so pretty cool um, yeah um yeah so we we as reason outdoors um we wanted to do something and kind of put a, a positive spin on everything that was happening in, in the, the tournament world, uh, not just in Ohio, but in Lake Erie, but like just as a whole, you know, like this is, this is a chance for us to like, you know, turn something 
turn this into something positive. And so we we actually <laughs> we actually trademarked uh, Kaminsky and Runyon Bates. <laughs> um, and we made a sticker and all the proceeds are going to the Cleveland Metro Parks Fishing Fund until the end of October. Um, so we, we put that up and like, I mean, gangbusters, man. It was like a lot of, I don't know how many have sold just yet. We're going to, we're going to do like a um, middle of the month and then end of the month, we're going to do a, a recap kind of like, here's how many sold. Here's what our expenses were. Here's the profits. Here's how much we're donating to the thing. Just cause you know, there are people out there that, that feel like they're, you know, they're owed all that information and and we want to provide it like we're as, we're as transparent as as we could possibly be with any of it um but i i put that design together on a sunday afternoon um just as a joke you know and um just like one of those projects we were, we were just talking about like i just wanted to post it and get a laugh that's all you know if i can make somebody laugh and kind of you know whatever <clears throat> then we got a lot of requests like I want this on a sticker, a shirt, hat. I'm like, man, we're not doing like full on merch line of this fictitious bait company. Like, <laughs> so we, we did do a sticker and uh, Cleveland Metro Parks, um, some of their people had posted it and were like, hey, help us out a little bit. <laughs> and then it just, I don't know. And we, you know, like with anything, we had a couple haters that just stay out of Ohio. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Stay in, stay in the Carolinas. Keep your design work out of Ohio. And I'm like, yep. man. I'm going to stop going back to Tyler Spader in a second, but he actually has a, a similar story where he just made a, an, a false albacore into a football. Mm-hmm. A super simple design, super cool. I mean, that guy is stupid creative, but uh, same deal. He just posted it one day and it just blew up and he now sells them on stickers and on magnets and all these fun things. And uh, it's crazy. You never know what's going to go viral these days, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's brought a, a lot of attention. Um, you know, like I said, we did, we, we didn't want to do it for like publicity or like sales or profit or, or any of that. I mean, we're, we're as reason outdoors, we're actually in the process right now. Of, um, I, we have a heat press right here, uh, that we bought that we're gonna, we're doing 200 hats essentially that we're going to give out for free. Like we're going to have them online that are just like pay shipping and free hat, man, like free, completely free. You don't, we don't care. We don't care about the profit. We all have like day jobs, quote unquote. I mean, there's a lot of like overlap with my, my part of all of it because it's, um, you know, it, it is all kind of like intertwined. Um, I brought all of my clients into reason outdoors from a design perspective so they still get me and it's still me and nothing's changed, but the billing comes from Reason Outdoors. So, And what is Reason Outdoors? That's your, just your new company that you've started. So that's where all your freelance is through now. So, yeah, like, so basically anytime I would do a graphic design project, especially in the, in the outdoors industry, clients would come to me and we would do the merch, um, like merch designs or shirt designs or, you know, essentially design can be applied to, to pretty much anything. So when somebody says, I want a shirt design, they're getting a design that they can also have full rights to use however they wish. So um, I, back at the beginning of the year, so back up even further than that, about a year and a half, uh, the past two year and a half to two years, 
reason outdoors was a thing in my head of like it can be this this and this and bring it all into one place and those things are uh graphic design and then like content creation and media and then our own goods um and then all the while giving back giving you know whether that's a free uh you know line of of fishing baits you know i mean we we have some really crazy things cooking that people are are probably you know um it's basically funding it it's going to be funding itself um and so far it's it's somewhat done that um with a little bit of personal investment but um reason outdoors is uh we we kind of pride ourselves on goods great time or great times goods and services for the outdoors so um goods meaning you know our own line of stuff uh now if a client comes to me for graphic design and they say you know how do i get patches made then we have all that i have we have every bit of that the capabilities to to get those things done or to source them um and it's a lot it's a lot more affordable than like your typical um you know print shop we're not trying to like you know undercut anybody but if we can be a one-stop shop kind of deal for like you know, a mom and pop bait and tackle shop or a fly shop that somebody's put their entire life savings into that can say like, okay, well, we want four designs for shirts, hats, stickers, patches. Um, then we can say, okay, well, we do, we do that. We can design all that, but then we can also press that merchandise. Um, so we're right in the mid, we're right in the thick of it um, right now from from a sourcing and fulfillment thing, um, we had started out just kind of doing like a print on demand thing with our own merchandise. Um, and it's, it's stuck. The fulfillment is, I mean, there's a lot of people that succeed at print on demand, but if I, if I'm going to sell something on the internet, I want to have it right here in front of me. You know, like I, I want that tangible good in my hands before people can add it to their cart, because it's just like, in my mind, it's just like going into a, a brick and mortar store. So um, all that to say, I mean, Reason Outdoors is, was started as <clears throat> how do I, how do I do more and add more people and figure things out from like a, an expertise standpoint in the things that I'm always asked to do. And I always kind of like branch out and do anyway. So photography is one thing. Like I, I work with a lot of clients uh, and there's, there's weeks at a time where I'm not on the computer designing anything. I'm out fishing and, and doing photography and content creation and social content and, and whatever. Um, so that's not as far as like a service that me as an individual can provide. I do it, but we started Reason Outdoors to figure out like, this is a place. We have like a group of content creators that are eager and willing to like do stuff. Um, we have these clients that we've either done design or marketing or photography for already with the, within the three partners uh, that we have. So we're bringing it all in under one roof as like, as its own entity. It's myself and two other partners, um, Justin Bamberger, who's in Branson, Missouri, and Hunter Klein, who is in uh, the, at the coast of North Carolina. Cool, man. And that, that's that's awesome. Um, you're actually doing a design for me right now for a yes. house I bought. I'm going to 
make a sign out of it. And one of the, one of the problems with it, um, not knowing exactly what you did, and I don't think you do this anyway, is I, I want to make a sign out of it. So I want to take that design and do take it to a metal shop, <clears throat> have them cut it out, and then I can hang it someplace in the house, right? Right. Problem with that is, of course, like you just said, I got to go through you, and then I got to take that design, and I got to go to a metal shop, and then I got to work with the metal shop to get that all figured out. So your initiative sounds really advantageous because if I didn't have to do that, it would be hell of a lot easier just to say, Hey man, here's the design, make it work, make it so a metal shop can cut it out and you're, you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. We right now, I mean, we're doing, uh, we're doing some hat, you know, like I said, our own kind of line of just give it away for free, promote ourselves company hats um just kind of you know standard issue nice hats with you know our logo on them but you know still free i mean completely free they'll be up and i'm hoping within the next by the end of the month um <clears throat> and it's just essentially like pay 3.99 shipping and that hat's yours like that's that's your hat like oh, for completely free but um yeah i mean i think that what we would eventually like to get to is is saying you know, hey, if you, you know, if somebody's come to me for design, I can also pitch like, hey, you know what, like you might have a printer, you, you're, you might have somebody in the family, you might, you know, whatever, use them, totally cool, fine, like whatever. Um, but we can fulfill those, those uh, product needs as well. And um, yeah, I mean, right now it's, it's, we kind of have stuff <laughs> just kind of scattered. Uh, we're hoping within the next like 30 days or so, we'll have a, a little space um, to just do our stuff, you know, and, and yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. Exciting stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cool. and we do. We wish you all the best with it. It sounds like it's going to fly off the shelves, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> Great. Um, let me ask you two more questions about this graphic stuff because I do want to get into some fishing related stuff. Sure. Yeah. As our listeners probably do as well. Um, but the two more questions, your career has been extensive. You've worked with all these huge companies. Um, so you've been pretty successful in it. I would say the question that I always get asked is, and maybe your kids have asked you, would you recommend doing this as a career path? down the line to be i mean i always get the question i want to be involved in the outdoors i want to do something in the outdoors but how do i make it make money right mm-hmm. and you gotta find your own little niche so how do, you, how do you feel about that would you recommend graphic design in the fishing industry to your to your children or anybody else that asks you that question heck no no i'm just kidding uh yeah yes 100 percent one one thousand percent um i get two or three messages a week on LinkedIn um, from like established dudes in photography and marketing. And uh, I mean, sales, like big time sales, marketing people at previous places that I've worked or done work for, like, how do I break through in, in the outdoors industry? And the key word is, 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 breakthrough like break you know you 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 have to beat doors down you have to i mean like with a lot of industries it's unfortunately a lot of things are the who you know but if you don't know them get to know them like that's the the whole thing in a nutshell is is the connection and the networking i have some of the the people i talk to on a daily basis now are people that i met through the internet through fishing or through graphic design through fishing 
Um, I mean, one of my best friends is he worked at a bait shop in Charleston and, and we just hit it off. We traveled, we went to the keys. We, we did, I mean, my first tarpon on a fly rod was with him and another good friend of ours. Uh, so it's, I mean, yes, 100%. My, my middle child, my younger daughter, uh, she's got her own YouTube channel, um, doing crafts and stuff. And we have some like parental rules and, and kind of boundaries around all that. Like she can't show her face. I don't want her real name out there. Like, you know, cause creepers, man, like they're yeah. you know, people, people are, people suck sometimes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's cranking it out, man. She's got my YouTube channels, like kind of just like when I want to do it at this point. Uh, and I think I have like less than 200 subscribers. She's got nearly 300. And so it's always this running joke of like that. I got more subscribers than you. I'm, <laughs> I'm 11. And so I think it's, it's already kind of like an interest. Um, my oldest daughter is, is all sports and amazing at it. She is absolutely incredible. My youngest, he is, uh, his Christmas list and birthday list is literally shotgun, pocket knives, fishing stuff, nice. hunting stuff, hunting gear, four wheeler. Yeah. And I'm like, where, who's paying for, for all this? <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy big list. That's like my lifetime list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that for my kids, but for anyone out there, I mean, it's it's hard work but it's hard work in any any industry and if you're gonna if you're gonna do it you might as well be in something that you're passionate about and totally. i mean when i say i can i can wholeheartedly say that fishing and family say saved my life like 100 percent. i i've done i've done the fishing thing my entire life i was raised to have a solid emphasis on family um, went through a terrible patch in, in my life, like a lot do, uh, was, was an alcoholic. I, November 16th will be six years sober. Nice. And all of that was, um, I look at those sober years as like a lot of that, ironically enough was spent since still is, I, I'll still, if I don't have the kids at night, I'll go sit at the bar up the street and get food and water and, you know, just talk to people and get to know people and, and talk to the people that I do know there um, about fishing most or my kids. <laughs> um, but I can I can safely, you know, and, and wholeheartedly say, like, look back at the past six years and go, that's when I finally like broke through, you know, because I put I think it takes a lot of drive, a lot of determination, a lot of a lot of ups and downs. I mean, I've had you know, a thousand amazing clients and, you know, two or three that just end up going, you know, like this just, they don't like what I did or they don't, you know, they don't want to pay more once we've hit 14 rounds of revisions or, you know, whatever. And that's, that's okay. I mean, that's, uh, that's totally cool. There's, there's some give and take with everything. I, I love graphic design. I love, but I love it more so in the outdoors industry than anything else. I mean, I've done banking, I've done software, I've done all that. So yeah, 
it's funny you, you mentioned breaking through because this podcast is kind of a great example of that. I mean, first of all, the four of us all met online, never met in person, really. I mean, me and Qua, we just started Instagramming one day. Same with Lee Wakefield. We started Instagramming one day and now we're like best buds. And, and Dan is in the mix there too now. Dan actually knew Qua a little bit, but um, we're the same boat, man. It's just, it's funny how stuff just starts snowballing. I mean, we put out an episode just for kind of shits and giggles, honestly, to have a good time and fun and talk with our fishing buddies. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why, where's the next episode? And, and, <laughs> and my friend wants to be on it. My friend and my friend wants to be on it. And, and it's just, it's starting to do some great content and good promotion for all of our guests um, and so forth. We did do a proper vetting of you though, or stalking <laughs> if you want to call. So we do know about your YouTube channel um, where you actually went and did some kayak fishing tournaments, I believe yeah. is what you did, right? Yeah. Uh, any success with those or was that just kind of? It was, it was cool. So I, I fished for, um, and from, from a fishing side of things, like solely fishing outdoors, uh, I fished for uh, Temple Fork. I had a long-term relationship with them for, for a long time, strictly fishing and content. And then eventually some design work, but I mean, it's, it's, um, it's fishing. It's, it's all day, every day fishing, uh, conversation, whatnot fishing. So Temple Fork, Sims and Excite Baits. And then I do some work with, um, with Rapala BMC. So that whole umbrella of, of fishing brands and whatnot. So, um, yeah, the, the kayak thing, um, I was fishing at that time for old town kayaks. I did, I was on the, the, the quote unquote pro team, um, super good benefits to, to being on that team. Amazing people. I met one of, uh, well, a many, um, great people, but, uh, in 2019 i had i had knee surgery so i i couldn't do a lot of things i used to mountain bike then and so anything like pedal kayak or any kind of thing like that like it's just hell on the knee so um i got got in with with old town got the motorized deal like was puttering around the lakes and catching fish and and all this and i was like i'm i'm gonna enter these tournaments i'm i'm doing this um and i i did and uh, I came in like, I think it was sixth or seventh out of 18, which bad. wasn't terrible. You, um, didn't, you didn't know about weights back then though. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, God, had I, had I thrown some, some, some lead in the mix. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it was fun. It was like a, a lesson kind of thing of like, all right, man, this is, uh, you're better on a boat. Like you're better standing up, you know, like you, you just, you just are like having to the, the kayak dudes, man, they, they have a lot going on, even with like a, with setting a motor with, with like a spot lock or, or kind of like destination setting the, the, you know, more like higher end motors and trolling and, and whatnot, even doing that, man, like, you know, looking around for pleasure boaters and, and just being this little dude on a kayak that that not a lot of people on a lake care about, like it just, you know, whatever. But it was a fun, super fun experience, man. I, I, um, any people that do like competitions or want to get into competitions because it's not something we talk about very often on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so 
I bought a boat. Uh, so I, I essentially, I wanted an old boat. Like I just wanted something I could, if it floats, then cool. If it floats and it runs, then, then amazing. I don't want a payment. I don't want, you know, I don't want to finance like my life away just to like get a super decked out boat. Um, I mean, maybe one day the, the right boat company will come along and, uh, you know, I can, I can work, work it in <laughs> to the deal. Um, but no, like I, I got a 95 Miracraft, uh, bass boat and did a, did a lot of like a little bit of electrical work to it and some basic stuff. Um, and it runs, it, it fishes, it's fine. I've caught a lot of fish on it already. Um, and that that's constantly on my mind. Like, well, I mean, I have, I have the super duper basics to, and the people behind me. I mean, I have, I have all the support I need to, to do the fishing tournament deal. Um, Justin Bamberger, Bam, uh, one of the partners at, at Reason, um, he fishes tournaments all the time and he's, he's really, really, he's a really, really solid fisherman. He's not, uh, you know, on like a pro circuit or, or anything like that, but, um, he could, he could, he could 100% be, um, I just don't, I don't, I would love to be more of a tournament fisherman. I think the past hat, like the happenings in the past couple of weeks have really, put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths as yeah. far as like, well, who else has won and done this and kind of, I mean, cause I don't, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I've been like pretty successful with the graphic design in the outdoors industry end of things. But I, I mean, I still go week to week. I mean, it's not a, it's not something that I could go like pay thousands of dollars to enter a tournament and then, hope that I make my money back kind of thing. Like, I'm just not, you know, so to see like some of that, that negativity or well, the entire industry flipped on its head in a way that, you know, and the cheaters, like the, the cheaters made way more headway on, on in media and social media. And I mean, New York times, TMZ, Washington post, like, they made more headway than any winner of any tournament has ever done. And that's, that's BS to me. Like that's 100% like people love a negative thing and they love to hit that share button when it's a negative. And that's why, like, I wanted our sticker in the mix. I wanted everybody that saw that TMZ article to see that sticker too, because the end result is it's going to something good and it's not, it's not some turd that's out here stuffing weights in a fish that, you know, should just never be able to fish again ever or go outside. I mean, go outside ever. Don't, don't just don't. <laughs> um, I just, I think tournament fishing for me individually would be, um, would be hard. I mean, it's hard anyway, as like a 100% focused, fully sponsored person. Um, I would imagine, or from whoever I've talked to, but like, I don't know, man. I just think that, um, that like I was talking about in the bit in the very beginning, you know, I'm stretched pretty thin, uh, in a lot of cases, but I think it would be a, a kind of either or thing. Yeah. So it sounds like your advice for anyone wanting to get into it is kind of be all in, 
yeah. be hundred percent in. Don't just be like, I'll just do a competition here and there. If you're going to do it, you really got to do it. Right. Right. <clears throat> uh, I do want to get into a little bit. So it sounds like you do mostly freshwater fishing, mostly bass. It sounds like up on lakes there in North Carolina or so. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, I miss saltwater, man. I, I really do. I really dialed in the, the red fish, red drum fishing when I lived in Charleston. Um, man, it was, uh, I mean, I was all, always, always on the water. That was a, that was a lot of my kayak fishing then was, was saltwater creeks and, and things and catching like bonnethead sharks on a, on a kayak, you know, stuff like that was just, was always amazing. Um, and now I'm, I'm an hour and a half to the mountains. So trout fishing on fly and whatever is like, you know, super fun. Um, I haven't done it this year at all. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, the quick and easy thing for me to do is, is throw the gear in the boat, grab, grab the kids, hit the lake. That's 20 minutes, 25 minutes up the road. Um, and we have fun, you know, it's, it's, it's not my, I've kind of like made my way in, in, in that like bass fishing, freshwater done, you know, but, um, I mean, that's cool. So you're on the lake, you get out there. What, what's the first thing you're throwing? Man. Uh, in most cases, top water, something, uh, frog or, uh, I, I love a whopper plopper, man. I just, <laughs> I think my kids think it sounds funny. I think the name is, is just, you just can't be professional and say like whopper plopper. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, no. you know, there's, there's, I, I hear dudes at the, at the boat ramp sometimes like, yeah, man, I was throwing that whopper plopper 90 and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, man, I just can't, I don't know. It's just, it's the kid in me. Like, no, I think it is. I think it's good. You gotta have fun with things. Right. Right. So yeah. Top water. Um, I love a good, um, uh, so excite shout out to excite they make a xb1 crankbait um that's just hands down easy i mean easy fishing um and then the the rapala original floating minnows man i got every size multiples of them always on the boat in my bag that's in the back of my car uh extras hanging in my little fishing nook um it's just you know that's what i fished when i was a kid man like just you know do you like you, I mean, you mentioned fly fishing do you get up to the carolina mountains often to do a little bit of that it's been <clears throat> last fall so it's been almost a year it's been about a year um i stayed in a cabin uh and just in the like black mountain area and just hit everywhere i could uh caught trout caught uh some small mouth up on Lake James, which is kind of at the edge of the, the mountains. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I don't do it as nearly as, as much as I, I used to. I, I fly, I fly fished a lot more saltwater than I ever did anything fresh. That's cool. Well, that was my one question I was going to be asking. I was like, do you ever bring your artistic side to fly time? Because I, yeah, I can see so, it happening. Yeah, yeah. My so my kids and I sat one Saturday or Sunday, um, 
and just tie. I was like, tie whatever. Like, here's the hook. It's in the it's in the the clamp. Like, let's do it. It's in the vise. Just here's all the stuff. Like, you know. And um, you know, my my middle daughter, my middle kid, she's just all about like colors and like you know whatever so some of the the wild things i've never never once i don't think posted any flies that i've ever tied um just because i mean i i took a uh a rug that had like little mop deal on it cut them up like you know a lot of dudes do like with the the little pant like car washer things yeah mop fly um, mop flies yeah um tied a few of those on and threw them in with a little like three weight off a dock at a, an old lake house that we used to go to. Uh, there was some, some friends in the family and um, <clears throat> or friends of the family. And the kids were so amazed that like, you know, this little piece of rug can catch a bluegill this big, you know, and, and it's, it's just those little, little things of like, it doesn't always have to be like extravagant it can be simple. So applying those, like, you know, like we said earlier, like just doesn't have to be crazy, like detailed or anything, just something works. It works. Cool. Um, we're approaching the end of our show here. So I want to ask you two questions about memories. Yeah. I want to know your most memorable graphic design piece you've done and your most memorable fishing trip, whether that be a good trip or a bad trip. Sure. Oh man. Uh, the, the, I had the, I had a hard time kind of like thinking about the design thing. Um, I really think, uh, it's, it's kind of two parts. Um, one being work and one being more like family oriented, but, uh, the work side of things, I think my time at, at Lowe's, dot com was kind of like the most eye-opening the most um like grounding experience of of design that i've ever that i've ever had because uh there was from a corporate side of things it was there were so many like levels of approval and things and i was like this is you know, this is this is crazy that like it can get so dare i say like bastardized and and just twisted and, and remolded into something different than when it was first designed. And I wanted, I think that and applying that to the very first project that I did as a quote unquote exploration versus a defined deliverable. Um, and that was for uh, a fly shop and, and guide service on the Bighorn um, River called Bighorn, Bighorn Angler. Um, <clears throat> that was about two, I guess, two and a half, three years ago. Um, and I think that's where I started to redefine my process. So I think just from a, a simple, like a simplifying things from a process standpoint, that project alone was just like, man, these clients get so much more work. There's not like a crazy thing. And by exploration, I mean, you know, client comes to me, they want a shirt design. Well, it takes some work to get there and define what that shirt design is. Even if they have a napkin sketch of, of exactly how they want it, it can still be wildly different than their expectations. So, you know, sending likes and dislikes and, and direction and, and 
um, you know, examples of what you do and don't like, uh, really kind of define that, that process for me. So I think, yeah, Bighorn Angler, I mean, they ended up with, I want to say like 12 things that they ended up using for shirts and hats and stickers and, and whatever. Cause I'm not a, you only get the final piece type of designer. You get everything that I do. So you, you come to me, you pay me for the exploration time. You get everything that I do in that exploration time. Um, and then the other side of, of that from a design standpoint was, uh, you know, sometimes the kids just like in that entrepreneurial spirit, I guess, like, uh, and I hate that word, by the way. I just, I, I feel like salesy and, and you know, just ugh, about that word, but um, it is what it is. Like they'll come to me with like an idea and I'm like all over it. I'm like, all right, well, you're going to need a logo. You're going to need branding. You're going to need this. I'll set up your website, you know, and, and uh, my, my middle, middle child, her whole thing is crafty bug. So I call her bug. Like that's just her, her nickname. It has been since she was a baby. So she started her whole thing about, you know, crafty bug. So, you know, <clears throat> she had some stuff like, before that where she was like making bracelets for friends and we did like bug us bracelets and you know some of those sort of things so I think like you know my my oldest daughter had a slime shop at one point and then my my youngest he wanted to do like shark necklaces like shark tooth necklaces and whatnot so um every single one of their project has all projects has always had a logo like and I think just from those like seeing something come to life and seeing their eyes light up like Oh my gosh, this is this is really cool. This could be something. Um, so that part is cool, man. The design side of things. I think from a most memorable fishing trip, man. Uh, the my first time to the Keys as a fisherman with the, uh, the the sole intention of fishing, not partying or touring in a band or um, anything other than just fishing. Nine days of fishing um, was. The trip down, the trip back, I had, at the time, I had a, a 2000 Ford F-150 pickup. We, My buddy Scott and I, um, Scott Harrington, uh, went to the Keys with two kayaks, all of our stuff, piled in the back of the, the pickup truck, drove the whole way from from the Carolinas down down the coast. We, we purposely went out, like, anytime we could get out to the coast, we would. We stopped. Titusville, Florida, fish for tarpon. We stopped all along Miami, um, Homestead, like the Speedway, fished the ponds there, caught peacocks, all kinds of cichlids, had a clown knife fish, and it broke off uh, all, like, mostly on fly. We had spinning gear. We did we did it all. I mean, we we crammed it in. Um, yeah, and then we, we when we got to the Keys uh, in Summerlin Key, uh we were with uh, our friend Danny Lynch who uh runs down low outfitters in Charleston and in the Keys um and just hit it hard for four days in, in and out of every little nook and cranny um tarpon big ones small ones uh jacks I mean I came back and had like probably 12 new species on my on my like list <laughs> um yeah and i still have uh it's well it's over there uh the 
the fly from the first tarpon I caught on fly. So it's in a frame over in my little fishing nook thing. But yeah. Yeah. I will never forget that trip. I, it was, it was right at the tail end of like a, um, well, the middle to the tail end of, of going through a lot of, of personal stuff. And, um, it was wild. It was like one of the coolest experiences I've ever, ever had. Like the drive, the trip alone, like the drive, you know, like just, just sometimes that's the experience. Um, you know, driving all night, stopping at questionable areas and yeah, you know, yeah. just you end up in a lot of situations where it's like, did I really mean to pull over in this neighborhood? Like this is yeah, we totally can relate. I mean, I love those balls to the wall kind of all in fishing trips where it's just a giant road trip and the fishing ish adds onto it. But that road trip, you're right. That is really some of the best memories just come from the travel there. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I have to, I feel it's like always my duty to kind of like pull the kids into the mix, even, even, you know, with any story, but um, my kids, like all three of their, their first real species of fish like going after that species of fish saying like all right you know kids we're going after redfish today and like my son's first redfish i i had him do the whole like you know hold it out uh and i didn't do it so it would look bigger i did it so i would have a reference to draw that out and i have um the sticker i made stickers just for myself and him of his first redfish um and it's a, it's a vector drawing, like, you know, it's, it's, it could be any redfish, like from a, from a design standpoint, but um, that, and then my daughter's first one <clears throat> on her birthday um, many years ago. And like, just those little trips, like those little day trips to kind of just see what happens. There's a, there's a little spot in Charleston, uh, well, outside of Charleston on Edisto Island, in the botany bay nature preserve that's strictly for kids and it's all catch and release um so it's but it's i mean it's, it's a saltwater creek so i mean you never know what's going to be in or out or whatever you know it's just whatever um and i think that that day around my my what is now my oldest daughter <coughs> her um her birthday uh, weekend was probably one of the most epic like non-road trip trips you know yeah hey man it sounds like you have a lot of fun with your family and kids and buds as well <clears throat> uh let's uh we're approaching an hour here so let's wrap this thing up here uh it's been a pleasure speaking with you and getting an insight into the graphic design world that me and qua know very little about honestly and <laughs> hopefully our listeners gained a little bit of insights as well um, why don't you tell everyone where we can find you? How do we reach out to you if we need some work done? Um, any other companies you want to shout out? It's your time to shine. Cool. Um, uh, companies, totally, man, uh, Temple Fort, hands down, one of the best companies around. Um, uh, Sims, uh, Rapala, Excite, uh, Lloyd at Excite actually called me while we were, we were on this. And, um, I actually owe him some design work. <laughs> so yeah. a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, of all in for, for both sides of the thing, the, both sides of the fence with, with those guys. 
Um, and then, yeah, as far as me, um, Ant Sanders Outdoors on Instagram, uh, Ant Sanders Creative on Instagram, <clears throat> antsanders.com and reasonoutdoors.com. Um, both Reason Outdoors and Reason Fishing are on Instagram as well. It's a lot of, a lot to keep up with, but they're all kind of linked together. So you find one, you're going to, you're going to get to the others. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, my partners at, at Reason deserve a shout out. They, they get my messages sometimes about just some like crazy thing that that we have going on like a stupid sticker design that ends up raising a lot of money for some cool stuff so uh and we're just all the time keeping each other uh you know creative and and going uh and then yeah i mean my kids man i gotta i gotta shout them out (laughs) How do, if somebody wants to design from you or wants to talk to you about designs, best thing, Instagram, website, all the above. My, my phone number is on my website. Um, text, call, Instagram, email. Um, the process is on there as well. Even, even pricing is on, is on my website and it, and it super simple, man. It's <clears throat> four designs, four design concepts, a round of revisions, um, and you submit a, a somewhat of a creative brief project information and then and you know pay the pay the fee and it's usually uh one or two week turnaround sometimes a little <laughs> sometimes a good bit more as you very well know i'm aware <laughs> uh, um, yeah so um it's i mean i've i've spent a lot of time defining that process and uh you know, where I can balance a lot more, a lot more, uh, workload and, and whatnot, but still yep. focus on everything. Yeah, well, you streamlined it pretty well. So we, uh, wish you all the best with all of your endeavors, man. It sounds awesome. And I really look forward to seeing what you're got cooking right now. Cause I know you got some crazy designs coming out. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, thank y'all. Yeah. So best regards and, uh, just keep cooking, man. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks. No See you later. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there we have it. Uh, another graphic designer to add into our mix of fishing industry professionals that we like to talk to. Um, just a different side. What did you think, Qua? They're actually pretty cool. I mean, I'll, my take back for this actually episode was I didn't speak much, but I, I sat back and I listened. But you know what? The fact that he did stuff for Sims, TFO, you know, Portland, like all those big brand names that we see every day, you know, we're out there, we're fishing, we use their brands, we see it. We don't realize that guys like this are behind the actual images of yeah. their logos and stuff. like. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. You're totally right. And I just kept going back to the shirt that I have and I was never crossed my mind who actually went behind to design that and only really started paying attention to it. Then since we started this podcast and talking to Tyler, uh, yeah, and he getting his insights into the graphic design world and now and in his insights into the graphic design world um makes you think a little bit more about the shirt you're wearing honestly and also exactly most days products we use it's now see now we're at a standstill between us is like we're we're, we're overdue for a logo ourselves so we're uh, like oh uh, we know so many guys I'm like no, uh, what, what what the heck yeah we'll figure that out well we'll definitely figure it out but uh man Looking, looking nice out there today, Bobby. The beach brawl is happening this weekend. Uh, shout out Nick Shana, Nick Hanashevsky and his beach brawl that's going on. 
hoping to make it down. It's not looking good, but the weather is looking, looking gorgeous today. I'm looking at it. I mean, my mom actually just during this sent me a video of the beach and the surf has calmed down nicely. It's going to clean up even better tomorrow. Um, I think the beach brawl is going to be a successful one with all the messed up clams and all the other bad things that just happened with the hurricane that came through. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, uh, let's say goodbye to all of our listeners and just remind them once again, please find us Instagram, Facebook, all the podcast platforms at Tide underscore Chaser. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Tight lines, yep. everyone. Yep. Keep those lines tight, guys. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.